All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is a Friday in Florida. Drive time on the road. Final day. We are on the beach today in Florida on the Gulf at the Margaritaville Resort, Fort Myers Beach. It's so great to be with you, Jason DeRush, along with Dan Cook. Uh, It doesn't get much better than this, Dan. This is gorgeous. I mean, I don't know how anybody... Could complain. I'm sure folks back up north are wishing they were down here with us. We wish they were here too. It's a beautiful, beautiful resort. Not all of the people. Beautiful I don't setting. want all of the people from. Uh, I mean, we're literally staring right out at the Gulf of Mexico here. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to beat. It's really good, really good. And coming up in about uh, 20 minutes or a half hour, we're going to introduce you to a couple of uh, hotel sort of uh, big time developers and the people behind this hotel. Uh, one of them grew up in Wilmer. So pretty interesting, a Minnesota company, which has a bunch of hotels all throughout the Twin Cities and the suburbs. Uh, they are leading the charge to sort of the revitalization of this part of Florida. Uh, so many Minnesotans come down here, but it's Minnesotans who are actually building this Margaritaville Resort and another one uh, coming to the Naples area. So pretty cool stuff. So we'll get their story at about 3.30. I want to begin this show by talking about something that is a very controversial issue. And it's the idea of whether or not you want to require your firefighters, your police officers to live in your community. It's something uh, that, generally speaking, I've been against. I don't think it's a good idea to make people live in the city they serve. Frankly, because we have a hard enough time recruiting firefighters and recruiting police officers and making them live in your city, I think, is is well, it's a loser. It's a loser of an idea. But a story in the Minnesota Reformer today, uh, this week, I should say, revealed that 13 of St. Paul Fire Department kind of managers, chiefs, some of the fire chiefs have take home cars unlimited gas and some of them are spending 500 bucks a month on gassing up because they live so darn far from St. Paul. I think for our big cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul, if they are giving a perk like this, a take-home vehicle, I think it's absolutely reasonable to at the very least, require them to live within 20 miles of the heart of their city. And if the if the manager doesn't want to do that, they shouldn't get a car. I think this is outrageous. Uh, and, and I'd love to know what you think. 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. Do you think we should require... Our firefighters and police officers, at least of a uh, of the top tier level, 
to live in the city. I know, Dan, there are some, and you grew up in a law enforcement family. I, I know, did. I know there are some who think, you know, in Minneapolis and St. Paul, you should require certainly firefighters, uh, police officers to live in the city. And, and I, I'm not willing to go that far. And I think you'd lose, you'd lose so many people. You'd never be able to do it. I mean, the argument, there is an argument to be made, though, especially in cities where uh, the interactions between police and fire and the community is so important. Right. Places like Minneapolis, places like St. Paul, uh, that the more time that those officers and those firefighters are spending in the city, the better able they're going to be to relate to those community members. I get that. Yeah, that theory makes perfect sense. Right, exactly. Theory is the key word there. Right. It makes sense in theory. Practically, pragmatically, maybe not so much. But I think you know you're onto something there when you start talking about a, a maximum radius. You say, okay, we're not going to require you necessarily to live within the city limits, but you can't be 40, 50 miles away. You can't be on the other end of town, on the other end of the metro, and be working here. It just it doesn't make practical sense. It doesn't make financial sense. Um, I think there's I think there's a limit you can set reasonably. I mean, there to me there are a couple things at play. First, there's the practicality. I mean, the other thing is the St. Paul Fire Department has 13 chief-level people. I mean, this is a trend, Act, you know, and I'm sidetracking myself a little bit, but this is a trend you see throughout all levels of government, sort of the, the stacking of the upper management ranks. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know that that gets us where we want to be. Do we need 13 chiefs? In the in the St. Paul Fire Department, you got the assistant chief of operations is the one who uses the most gas. And this is a very good re- uh, report in the reformer. The assistant chief. Uh, and, and, and to be clear, like when you hear take home car, you think it's like some kind of fancy car. That's not always the case. Some of these cars are there's like one gets a 2016 Chevy Tahoe. The other is a 2021 Suburban. So it's not like they're, you know... Well, they're not super fancy, but they but are... Five, they're, they're gas guzzlers. gas guzzlers is exactly what I was going to point out. 500 bucks a month per gas because the assistant chief lives in Lindstrom, which is 40 minutes away. If you live 40 minutes away, no car for you. I just think it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And this, you know, individually, is this a lot of money? Uh, you know, no. In the large scheme of things, no, but it is a bad look for the city. You're looking at $41,000 spent on gas. I mean, aren't these guys getting paid enough anyway? I mean, I don't know. Just some of it doesn't sit right with me, and uh, I bet you feel that way too. 651 461 9226. One texture pointing out a practical issue. Who wants to run into, if you're a police officer, who wants to run into someone you arrested at the Cub? Not safe for families these days. I will say, like, the odds of running into someone you arrested in the city of Minneapolis seem very, very minimal. Very low. And I I don't think it's reasonable to require a rank-and-file police officer to live in the city they serve. I just don't. Um, You know, but if you're getting a car, I don't think you should live in Wisconsin. I just don't. Um, And if you're the chief, I think you should live in the city. 
Another texter. The car is already a perk, maybe an allowance to cover a reasonable amount of gas, 10 to $15 a day. I think that would make sense. Another texter saying, I'd like to see a detailed outline of the city council member expenses. Okay. I mean, the city council members live in the city. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Sort of a requirement. I mean, so at least we've got that going. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think we need to look at some of these things. And, and maybe it's more symbolic than actual money. But in a time of tight budget, should we be spending that kind of money to let, you know, let somebody drive home to Lindstrom? And the other aspect of this, as the reformer reports, is that, you know, and again, like, who knows how real this is, but some of the rank-and-file firefighters are saying, you know, these guys don't even show up on calls. So the theory of the take-home car is that you want to be able to respond respond from home to a call, according to the story. Most of the fire chiefs and captains with take-home vehicles live uh, outside of St. Paul, some as far as Excelsior, some in western Wisconsin. I mean, let's let's get it together. Right? So a few texters are, are critiquing us as we sit here on the beach uh, broadcasting and saying, shouldn't we be doing the show from Minneapolis all the time if we're going to yeah. be saying that these folks need to live in Minneapolis or live in St. Paul all the time. The clear and obvious... <laughs> Uh, difference that apparently they're missing is that we're not paid by the public. Right. These are tax. These are taxpayer dollars that are going to these folks. And this is maybe. Taxpayer under- dollars does not fund our trip. No, absolutely not. I mean, I get, I mean, I get the comedy. Right. Well, That's yeah. fine. Um, for me, and I know maybe this is unreasonable. It sort of irks me when people work for the city. And live in Wisconsin. And I don't know why that bugs me. From a logical standpoint, there, you know, what's, I guess, what's the difference other than it is tax dollars from Minnesota. You're working for the city. I think you should live in the state. I don't think you should well, live in Hudson. Okay, here's where I'll push back. And on I know that. it's not reasonable, but I, well, I'm just saying that does that. drive me nuts. The folks that want to call Hudson a suburb of the Twin Cities also can't say you can't live over there. No. It's either part of the community or it's not part of the community. I, I think it's silly to call For Hudson me it's a more, suburb. It's more tax. It's the tax dollar aspect of it. That when you're being paid by Minnesota citizens that, I know, I'm trying to, trying to explain why I feel that way, and there's no real logic to it. <laughs> it's just how I feel. Sometimes I have dumb opinions that uh, it's just, it irks me. <laughs> Uh, 651-461-9226. Absolutely not. They should be able to live wherever they want to. Each job has its own perks. Yeah, maybe. Even employees paid by taxpayers deserve fair compensation. If this perk attracts a good employee, then it's worth it, says a texter. Absolutely right. They deserve fair compensation. No question about it. No question about it. This perk is not attracting anyone to get promoted to the level of chief. Let's be realistic. Wouldn't think. Sometimes it takes as much time to cross the metro as it does to get to Lindstrom. That's, I mean, if we have people who live in the city of St. Paul, they are not burning $500 worth of gas in their company car. They just don't. 
Another texture, not just the cost of ca- the gas, it's the cost of the vehicle, the maintenance, the insurance. It's too much for the taxpayers to bear. Keep the texts and the calls coming, 651-461-9226. We'll continue the conversation next here on Drive Time Winter Russia. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Getting lots of great texts in this conversation about residency requirements. Uh, sparked by a story in the Minnesota Reformer looking at uh, 13 fire chiefs in the St. Paul Fire Department with take-home cars. Uh, gas guzzlers, which is fine, but they're guzzling a lot of gas and you're paying for it. 500 bucks a month for one of the fire chiefs to live in Lindstrom? Doesn't feel good to me. Uh, lots of good texts. we got a call coming in, too. Let's... Uh, Go to the phones right now. Uh, Bill is on the line. Bill, thanks for calling in. What do you have to say? Yeah. So I was a uh, uh, cop in a a big city department here for 31 years, recently retired. Um, I lived in the city, and one of the reasons I had to move out of the city was as my family got bigger, the amount I needed to pay for that size house and the amount of vehicles was larger as right. opposed to what I could get in the suburbs. So that was it. And then I also had a take-home car. And what we did was, let's say my bill was 300 a month. We had to turn in where we lived to where we were going. And ended up they would pay maybe 50 bucks or 100 bucks, and I would pay the other 150 to 200 That, sort, that so seems fair. A, that seems like a fair way to deal with it, right? It was very fair to deal with. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I mean, you I know, think... The perk was no wear and tear in your vehicle. Right, which is nice. So, yeah. And if I needed to get it with my position, if I needed to get there fast, I had the means to do it legally. Right. Yeah, and that's a big deal, right? Like, I understand. Uh, uh, that's that's good perspective, Bill. What what do you what what do you think about the idea for the the top brass for saying, look, we want you to live in the county or we want you to live within 20 miles. Is, is there any logic to doing that? I, I I, think it would just be too hard for the whole for the whole fire department or the whole police department. You'd never recruit enough people, you know. Yes, I, I think if there was, like I said before, the only reason I left the city is because my family was outgrowing what yeah. the, the price base I could get to keep them in a house. Yeah. Um, if there were stipends for that to to make it easier, I think you would see cops living in, in yeah. closer yeah. into the cities. That makes sense. I, I I would you know whenever this conversation comes up, I I do think there is a benefit to having these public servants living in the city. But I think the way to go about it is to give a bonus. You know, you give a you pay a premium for people for living in the city instead of. Punishing people who who end up living elsewhere. Correct. I, yeah. I would agree with you on that. So so that's kind of where we come from. It wasn't uh, you know look at me. Yeah. I got this take home car. It's if it you know you... whatever that lifestyle is. You know right. we don't. You know yeah. if you think of it financially, I 
if 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 the chief got a great deal on this house in Lindstrom because he it was in his family and it financially he pays way less and he's yeah. got five kids or whatever. Yeah, it's hard to stop know, a guy from that, right? Right. It is because we're yeah. still people. We still have <laughs> yeah. to live too. That's true. Bill, good call. Thank you. Thanks for your service, too. I appreciate it. Thank you, and uh, great show. Love you guys. Listen to you all the time. See you later. Thanks, Bill. 651-461-9226. Now, a lot of people are texting in and and making me feel even dumber for Mm. being mad about uh, Minnesota employees who live in Wisconsin because you still have to pay Minnesota state income tax. Sure you do. So it's just the property tax. Yep. All right. Okay. I'll let it go. You guys convinced me. Sometimes I'm open to being wrong. I acknowledged for the beginning that I thought I was wrong about that opinion, didn't I? I missed it. I missed it. See, do that line again. No, I'm not saying it No, please, please. That I was wrong? I was wrong. I'm open to being wrong. Oh, I'm open to being wrong. And you do so frequently. There you go. There's your liner, Brad. You're welcome. (laughs) One texter wants to know if we're going to start talking about everything taxpayers pay for. I, I do get it. Look, here's the thing. Firefighters, police officers, it's been a challenging week, right? And so uh, to feel like, oh, and now we're getting piled on on this, I I would just say, like, this is not about anything personal. Right. This is just looking at how the government is spending its money. And frankly, I bet that the rank and fire or rank and file firefighters in St. Paul don't love that the hot shots get unlimited gas to drive their car back to Lindstrom. So, you know, I think about it. It's the duty of citizens to constantly be talking about how their money is being spent. That's right. That's part of it. That's right. So, again, I I think some people (laughs) seem to think that I'm saying there should be a residency requirement. uh, And you said literally the entire time. I'm not. Repeatedly that that should not be the case. No, I, I don't think that's the right solution to this. But I do think this sort of expenditure is a problem. And having unlimited uh, gas... On these take-home cars is a major problem. 3.30. Appreciate all the feedback. Very good. Thank you guys for all the tax. We are going to break. When we come back, uh, live from Margaritaville Resort here in Fort Myers Beach, an absolutely beautiful resort with an intense Minnesota connection. We'll tell you that story and meet uh, the team behind this hotel. And you're going to be blown away by the story of the road it took to get to opening here at Margaritaville Resort. It is... Drive time with Russia live in Florida here on CCO. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.